Can the church say amen? Can the church say praise the Lord? Can the church say hallelujah? What a blessing to be in the house of the Lord today. To give glory and honor and praises unto God. For he has done great things. Amen. We bless his holy name. We thank him for his goodness, his kindness, and his favor in our lives. Give honor to Sister Angel leading us in devotion and Brother Carlton leading us in song and Brother Eric and Brother David. And for all you who are here today, we give God glory and praise. And I want to say to Brother Michael, you know, I had a long, rough week at work, too. <laughs> it is good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. To sing and to praise his holy name. We invite your attention to the word of God, to our text of scripture, Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40, and begin reading at verse 1, continuing on this theme, the Christian experience. Pray that you've been challenged and been blessed by this theme, and we've been going through, and pray that it's opening your heart and your lives and your mind to, to say yes to God's will for your lives. Isaiah 40, and verse 1, we read, it says, Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her, that her warfare is ended. That her iniquity is pardoned, but she is received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and our flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. For New Testament passage of Scripture, we'll look at the Gospel of St. John, John's Gospel, chapter 9, and we're going to begin reading at verse 35. John, chapter 9, verse 35, when you find it, say amen. amen. John's Gospel, chapter 9, begin reading at verse 35. We read, it says, Jesus heard that, he had, that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said to him, do you believe in the son of God? He answered and said, who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, you have both seen him and it is he who is talking with you. Then he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. And Jesus said, for judgment, I have come into this world that those who do not see may see. And those who see may be made blind. Then some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these words and said to him, Are we blind also? (laughs) Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say we see, therefore your sin remains. Today I want to share with us briefly from the subject of the Christian experience. Jesus is standing by. Jesus is standing by. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we bless your name. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love that you shared with us on Calvary's cross. That you did not call 10,000 angels to replace you, but you died in our, in our place, Lord, and we bless your holy name. And We thank you that the story did not end right there, but you got up on Sunday morning with our power in your hand. And our sins have been have been delivered from us all and we give your name the glory and the honor and the praise and today we lift up our hands and say hallelujah for the savior of the world 
Thank you that you did pay it all, and all to you we owe. Sin had left that crimson stain, but thank you, Jesus, that you washed it. You washed it white as snow. Hallelujah. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise today. That's your holy name. Now bless your people today as we come to share your word. Anoint me to share your word today, Lord. That we might see that you are standing by whenever we need you, Lord. Have your way. Bless your people. We care for the thank you and the praise you. Because in the strong, saving, sanctifying name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Our subject this morning is the Christian experience. Jesus is standing by. As we've shared this theme for the last year and a half or so, I pray that you have been inspired and challenged. And as I said already, that your heart and your mind and your spirit is opening up to hear what God is, is trying to challenge you to do in your Christian journey. That we might be the people of God. Not just in name because there's a sign outside, but because Christ is living within our hearts. And whether we're on the land or the sea, whether we're at home or whether we're away from home, that we are living this Christian life. And I say it every time, I want us to be Christ-like in the way we live our lives every day. That our Christianity is not based on the fact that we was born in the USA or because we showed up here at 11 o'clock or because my mama was a Christian or my daddy was a Christian. But I want us to know Jesus Christ is our own Lord and personal Savior. We can take the name of Jesus with us no matter what's going on in our lives. Because God has a plan for your life. Not for you to sit on the outside and see everybody else and, and, and they know what's going on and you don't. You can know for yourself this Jesus that we're talking about. Know that God has a plan for your life. And in Isaiah chapter 40, I believe God gave us a vision for his plan for our lives. Isaiah 40 says, comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. See, God's plan was that your sins be forgiven. He did not plan for you to live here and die here in your sins. Because one place Jesus said, if you die in your sins where I am, you cannot come. So don't think you can sit every day and get into God's heaven. God has a standard. And we got to meet his standard. You can't go willy-nilly through life thinking you can do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it. And then stand before God and say, you know, Lord, you know, I was a good person. My mama was a good person. We all went to church and... Uh, no, Jesus is going to say, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I never knew you. But I want you to know Jesus for yourself. Know him in your heart, in your life, and let it transform the things you do every day. Because this is what Jesus wants to, you to do in your life. And it goes on to say, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. See, no matter where you are on this journey of life, you can start living with Jesus right now. Amen. If you have everything you could ever want, you can start living for Jesus. If you have nothing, if, if you lost everything, you can still start living for Jesus. Amen. All it takes is believing with your heart, confessing with your mouth, and receiving him in your, in your life. And the Bible said what? You shall be saved. Amen. With the heart, man believes in the righteousness. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So that's what you need to do to start living this Christian journey. 
He said, every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. See, I want you to know today that there are going to be some rough times. Some feel like giving up times on this journey. But you need to know that you can climb the mountains that, got, that, that, that are in your way. And even if it gets too hard, you can say, mountain, move out of my way in the name of Jesus. There are going to be valleys. Times when you're down and you're broken hearted. But thank God the scripture says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Even in the valley, God is with you. So know that no matter where you are on this journey, you can still live for Jesus. It said the crooked places shall be made straight. Has there ever been a time in your life when you didn't know what to do? Didn't know who to call? You called everybody in your phone and they didn't answer? I find times when, I'm, when I don't know what to do and I start calling my friends and they don't answer. I leave a voicemail at the, the sound of the beat. That's when I have to put my phone down to call on Jesus. Say, Lord, I'm in trouble. Lord, I'm burdened. Lord, I need some help. I need a word from you, Lord. Is there a word from the Lord? There's a word from the Lord if you call on him and ask him to lead you and guide you. And it said the rough places shall be made smooth. Anybody going through any rough places? I already said I had a rough week. People lied on me, questioned my character, talked trash about me. But thank God for Jesus today. He's still on the throne. You know, the Bible said that you know, when we go through these kind of things, we can wrote that our righteousness comes from him. Our name is in his name. He said the weapons will be formed against you, but they won't prosper. No, that means that they're going to get down in their, their factory, their laboratory. They're going to build their bows and arrows. They're going to build their weapons and they're going to be able to say, I got a weapon in my back pocket. And I'm going to use it if you talk trash about me. That's all right. They don't worry about those weapons they're going to form. They still ain't going to work. Hallelujah, somebody. God is still standing by. Let them make their weapons. Iran talk about they making a nuclear bomb or whatever they're doing over there. Let them make it. I believe God won't let it, won't let it, won't let it fly. Because he is standing by. He's still on the throne. Did we say what a mighty God we serve? He's reigning right now above on this throne of love. Let them make their weapons. We got a God who is able. To pull the plug in the midnight hour. Hallelujah. That's his holy name. He knows how to fix it for us. No matter what we're going through. Then he said the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh shall see it together. I believe it was North Korea. They said they was going to make a weapon. They said they was going to launch it. But the launch failed. Hallelujah somebody. And we can keep on living. Keep on calling on the name of the Lord. Because all the world is going to see that our God is all right. He knows how to work things out. We serve a mighty God. A wonderful Savior. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's look at our New Testament scripture. The Gospel of St. John was written that we might believe. That Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Yes, we know he was born of a virgin. We all know the Christmas story, but I want us to know that he was God in the flesh. He was the incarnation of, of God himself. He came to walk on this, on this dusty soil so that we might know that we can live in this world. Jesus had problems. 
Did he have problems? He had burdens. Did he have burdens? He cried sometimes. You and I have to cry sometimes. But don't worry about it. He's standing by. And he wrote the words that we might believe that he is the Christ, the Son of God. For the Bible says in John 3, 16, for what? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever would believe in him would not perish. Oh, but have everlasting life. When this life is over, we're going to live again. Don't worry about this life over here. We're going to live forever and evermore. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I feel pretty good right now. That's the name of the Lord. In John chapter 9, in our text today, there are three things I want us to understand to know that Jesus is standing by. In our trying times of life, when it looks like the door has been closed in your face, when burdens are hard to carry, I want you to know that Jesus is standing by. He knows what's going on in your life, even when you can't see him. One, people, one, one, one verse says, even though I can't trace his hand, I can trust in his heart. He knows where I am and what I'm going through. I want you to know that Jesus is standing by. Just because you're a Christian don't mean you're not going to have some burdens and some cares. But you need to know that Jesus is standing by. Look at John chapter 9 and verse 35. The first thing I want to understand is Jesus wants us to believe in him. The trials we go through, the burdens we carry, no matter how dark it is, Jesus wants us to believe in him. Look at John 9 and verse 35. It says, Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said to him, do you believe in the Son of God? He answered and said, who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, you have both seen him. And it is he who is talking with you. Hallelujah. Sometimes in our, in our low moments, in our worst moments, we begin to turn in on ourselves. and We begin to cry and begin to moan and feel like we're so alone. But in those moments, I want us to know that Jesus will hear about our troubles. And then we see that Jesus heard about them casting this man out of the synagogue. And he heard about it. And what did Jesus do? He came and he found him. So I want you to know that when you're in trouble, when you feel burning down and cast down, Jesus knows where to find you. You don't have to give him your address. He don't need GPS. He knows where you are. And if you believe in him, he'll find you and give you the comfort and the peace in your soul that you will need. He said to him, do you believe in the Son of God? And he answered and said, who is he, Lord, that I might believe in him? See, sometimes in our lives, we begin to ask questions. Lord, why is this happening to me? Why not somebody else who had all the money and all the fame? And why are you messing with me? Why, why am I going through these trials? We want to believe in God. We want to trust in him and keep our faith. But sometimes our heart and our spirits are weighed down because of the trouble that we go through. But I want you to know that Jesus is right there. Look what Jesus said in verse 37. He said, you have both seen him, and it is he who is talking with you. You've got to be able to listen to see that Jesus is right there. He's right there with you. He's with you in the middle of the trouble. He's right there. 
And the great thing about this is that this man was blind and could not see before. But now he's standing there looking at Jesus. Oh, what a blessing to, to look Jesus in the face and say, Lord, I need you. Lord, I, I need your help. I, you, I need you to, to give me a word that I need. Jesus was right there letting him know but I'm with you. He wants us to believe in him. Look at 1 John chapter 3. 1 John 3 and 23. Let's just know that that's what God wants us to do anyway. John 3 and 23 says, and this is the commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. That he who keeps his commandments abides in him, and he in him. And by this we know that he abides in us by the spirit whom he has given us. See, our job is to believe in him. First John 3 and 23. We should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another. That's what he wants. He wants us to believe in him. And when we believe in him, we can love our neighbors, love our enemies too, and love ourselves. So we can be all that God intended us to be. So the first thing today is Jesus wants us to believe in him. The second thing, John chapter 9, verse 38, I want us to take time. Or we should take time to worship him. We should take time to worship him. Look at John 9 and 38. It says, then he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. And Jesus said, for judgment, I have come into this world that those who do not see may see. And those who see may be made blind. See, we need to take time to worship him. Because our time on this earth is limited. We don't know when God's going to call time on this world. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know how many burdens we're going to have. And I've heard it said that some people have had so many burdens that they didn't even know how to pray. Have you ever been so filled with misery and stress that you didn't even know what to do? So whenever you have a chance to worship God, you need to get on down on your knees. And thank him and bless him and call on him and worship him and acknowledge his goodness in your life. See, the worship me that you forget about your troubles, forget about your reputation and lift up God's reputation. In spite of what's going on, worship him. Whenever you get a time, you should take the time to worship him. And this blind man who, when, I'm sure when he was blind, he didn't see Jesus. Jesus just told him, you know, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. He went, he washed, and he came back seeing. He didn't see Jesus that time. But after he went through all his trials and all the ridicule and all the revilement, finally Jesus was standing there in front of him. And he had a chance to worship God. And you and I need to take our chances to worship God. Whenever we get an opportunity to worship him. And see, we don't have to be in the sanctuary because they had already kicked him out of the sanctuary. But he still took a moment to worship God. That's what you and I have to do in our lives, in our journeys. Whenever God comes through us, whether we're at Shadydale or South Park or in some great cathedral, or whether we're on the sidewalk, walking down the mall, we need to be able to worship God for who he is. Look at Matthew 28. We know this is a story of when Jesus had rose from the dead. And the disciples, no doubt, had their hearts broken and they were wondering, you know, what to do next. But we find that they took a moment to worship God. Look at Matthew 28 and verse 9. It says, 
And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, rejoice. So they came and held him by the feet and worshiped him. Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee and there they will see me. See, we need to take the time to worship God. See, his disciples, you know, they had saw him crucified. They saw him get beaten and saw him bloodied and pierced in the side. And they saw the tomb where, he was, where they had placed him. And they thought they would never see him again. But bless the Lord, they, they heard the word that he was risen. And on their way to tell the story, they saw him for themselves. And guess what? They didn't say, well, you know, I, I guess we'll see him later. No, they stopped right then and there. Bowed down. The Bible says they held him by the feet. Ever been a time in your life where you just wanted to hold on to Jesus with all your might? Not to let him go? Like Jacob said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Sometimes we got to worship him with all our might. Knowing that it might be a long time before we feel this way again. We need to worship him whenever we get a chance. We're talking about the Christian experience. Jesus is standing by. The third thing and the last thing today is we should watch so we will not miss him. Look at John chapter 9 and beginning at verse 40. John 9 and 40 says, Then some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these words and said to him, Are we blind also? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say we see, therefore your sin remains. See, we need to make sure that we're coming to God for the right reasons. Amen. We're not just showing up at church because, you know, I got a big Cadillac or a Lexus or a Mercedes Benz. And I want everybody to see my, my ride. No, I'm the big man in town. I'm the trustee. I'm the deacon. This, I'm this and that. I got a secretary. I'm all these things. And I want everybody to know that I'm in my place. But guess what? You're still blind. Because that's the only reason you come to church to show off what you have, what you have, and what your name and what your title is. You're gonna miss seeing Jesus. Jesus could walk right down the middle aisle. All you want everybody to see how big and bad you are, and you're gonna miss the Savior of the world who died on the cross for your sins and mine. Jesus said, if you, could, you, you were blind, you would have no sin. In other words, if you didn't know no better, yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't blame you for what you were talking about. I wouldn't accuse you of sin. Because you know better, you won't do better, you're still blind. And I want us to, share, to have open eyes to see what God has in store for us. I don't want us to miss Jesus moving and working in our lives. Let him his power to change us. You know, if you're going through trouble and you think you can't change, let Jesus change you. Anything you can't fix, let Jesus fix it. The blind man couldn't open his eyes. But Jesus touched him and opened his blinded eyes. He could say, I once was blind, but now I can see. I want us to be able to see. What Jesus is doing in our lives. Look how arrogant they were. They were standing by too. I want you to know Jesus ain't the only one standing by. Your critics and your enemies and your haters are all standing by too. They waiting for a chance to put their two cents in. Look at them. They said, after they heard what Jesus said, 
They said to him, are we blind? Yeah, you blind. You blind and you can't see. Because you don't see the power of God standing right in the midst of you. And you're going to go in and out these doors all the time and miss Jesus. I want us to be able to see Jesus. To see him moving in our hearts. Moving in our mind. Moving in our lives. So we can be what he wants us to be. So Jesus wasn't afraid of them. He said, if you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say we see, therefore your sin remains. Look at Matthew 13 as we close. Matthew 13, beginning in verse 13. We don't want to be blind and miss Jesus. Matthew 13 and 13 says, Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears. Lest they should understand, and with their hearts turn, so that I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For surely I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see, and did not see it, and to hear what you hear, and did not hear it. See, we want to be able to see and hear and understand God's plan for our lives so we can be where he wants us to be ultimately in the end. It would be a shame to run this race and get to the end and Jesus say, I never knew you. My God. But to hear him say, well done. Oh, what a glorious moment that will be. To be able to walk in the, in, the, in, the, in the heaven with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and all the saints of the old ages and be able to sit down with them and tell your story. How you had to climb the high mountains. How they had to walk down in the valley in the midnight hour calling on Jesus and waiting on him to come through and didn't feel like he was going, you're going to make it, but yeah, you made it through it all. You better tell your story. The gospel according to Michael Aaron. Hallelujah, somebody. The gospel according to Sister Desta Lewis. The gospel according to Annie V. Greer. What a word that will be one day. To tell everybody what God has done for us. How he brought us through. To know that he is standing by. May God bless you. May encourage your hearts. Let us stand together.